If you still fumbling for Genesis, that's why we got the screens for you that fumble. Ready? I'm here. And you ready? Let's go. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Say with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper, prosper in his hand. Verse 4 says, so Joseph found favor in the sight and served favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of the house and all that he had, he put under his authority. Um, I got Genesis 39 and 6. Well, the, the last clause of verse 6 and the beginning of verse 7. I want you to read it with me from the screens. You see it? All, um, stop at all periods, pause at all commas. Ready, set, read. Now Joseph was handsome. Uh-huh. Father God, we thank you for your anointing that makes preaching easy, God. Take us out of the way. Use us to your glory. Have your way in this place. Show out if you feel like it. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Please don't hook up with Miss Potiphar. I'd like to open our discussion by um, giving you a statement, um, and then afterward I will give you a few definitions, and, and then we will go forward from here. Um, I found that there is a difference between favor and favoritism. Yeah, a difference between favor and favoritism. Unmerited favor is based entirely on Jesus, Jesus' merit, and we do nothing to deserve it. We, we, we can't deserve what he did. Now, if you were with us at any of the earlier messages, uh, what we tried to teach you is that the favor of God is not some material thing. It's not someone somewhere giving you the hookup or, or, or giving you the leg up or opening the door for you. The favor of God in your life is Jesus Christ. Just that plain and just that simple. When we were born, the Bible says that we were born in sin and shapen in iniquity. In other words, we were born doomed. And God saw that because of our ignorance, because of our disobedience, we, um, we committed a death sentence on ourselves. He says, look, man, I'm going to do you a favor. Because really, because I'm God, I could just let you die. I can wipe you off. I've done it once or twice before. I can do it again and just, when you get too evil, just kill you off. He says, no, I don't want to do that. I promise, I promise um, um, the boy that built the ship that I wouldn't do that to you no more. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to send my son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. Now, when you just stop right there, you think that the only reason that Jesus came was to die to keep you out of hell. That's not true. Yes, his, his, what he did on the cross does for everyone who receives him does keep us out of a fiery hell. But Jesus also says that I am come that ye may have life and that more abundantly, which means I, I came so that you will live in fullness and completeness lacking nothing. 
and then when you exit this planet, you will continue to live eternally with me. In other words, anybody that receives Jesus, the Lord says, I will be with you. And then when you leave here, you will be with me. Everybody with me in the room. Uh, if you think I'm lying, you look at verse 2 of this very verse, this very chapter that we've been reading. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. I got to park right there because if you know anything about the story of Joseph, Joseph has been backstabbed by his brothers. Joseph has been thrown in a pit and left to die. Then they go back and get him and say, you know what, let's sell this food. And they get him and they get ready to sell him. And they sell him for 50 pieces, well not 50 pieces of silver, but $80 worth of silver. If silver is valued at $10 a coin, they got 80 of them for Joseph. So not only did they sell their brother, they sold him for cheap. It's something when, you, when your family sell you on discount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something when you sold out on discount. When, when, when they threw out all your business in the street and didn't gain nothing from it. They just wanted to expose you. They, they, they dogged you out and cursed you out and didn't get no money for it. They didn't, they didn't get no prestige for it. They just did it just to dog you out, short sale you. Yeah, they put you on the market below cost. Yeah, yeah they dogged you out. Yet, Joseph now is out of a pit and now has been sold to slavery for 80 bucks. And he's walking through the streets of Egypt bucket naked. In chains. He's hot. And he's on his way to serve someone else as a slave. And God says he is a successful man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you ever been told you're successful when you feel far from it? Hell is going on all around you. You feel like you're ready to throw in the towel. And the Lord says, I got good things for you. And the real thing is, you want to ask God, well, where they at? All is good, all is good. You know, you go to church and these prophets pull you up, Miss Edith, and they, they tell you what God's going to do. God's going to make a way. God's going to open the door, and the door closed. Yeah, the window's open, and God is showering down blessings, and your window blocked and nailed. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. I'm at the worst state of my life, yet God says, I am successful. God says, you are successful because I am with you. But now don't get cocky, don't get the big head, don't get swole, because you're not successful because of you. You're successful because I am favor. And I created success. And the object is always, uh, always obliged to the person who created it. So if I created success, I can call success to wherever I am. And if I'm with you, then success has to follow you. So you have unmerited favor, but then on the opposite, you have favoritism. Favoritism is accomplished by our own efforts. Yeah, it's, it's us hustling for the hookup. It's us trying to make it happen. It's us doing whatever we got to do, however we got to do it to get it done. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all sitting here looking at me like y'all ain't never had to hustle. See, I got a church with some hustlers in it, so they know how to get out here and do what they got to do to make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, the deal is this, you know, sometimes you had to stab somebody in the back to get ahead. 
Yeah, just look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody had to lie a little bit. Somebody had to fudge their resume a little bit. Somebody had to have more degrees than they actually had. Somebody had to get with the right girl at the job. Somebody had to get with the right man at the job. Some of us had to smooth with the right click to get ahead. Some of us had to kiss the right behind to get ahead. Uh, whatever I had to do, I had to do it because I needed that favoritism to get ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're real creative in how you do it. You slick with your baby. You know how to handle your business. You know how to throw it out there and slide back like ain't nothing happening. Just wait for everything to come your way. You know how to do it. I understand you're creative because God made you that way. Yeah, God made you creative. In fact, in Genesis, he says, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. All right? Which meant that God said, everything that's in me, I'm giving to man in a lower level. If I'm able to be creative, man is able to be creative. If I'm able to speak things in the atmosphere and they happen, man is able to, you think I'm lying. The Bible says that death and life is in the power of yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are also able to do what God does in the heavenlies. But this is the deal. I shared this on Tuesday night. God gave us the power to create, but he did not give us the power to sustain. Yeah, God says, I can give you the power to make it happen, but I can't give you the power to keep it going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, favoritism may get you the promotion, but it will not maintain the position. Oh, yeah, I got to break that down to the white meat for you. What happens is you done worked so hard and, 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 and worried so much to get the position. Now, you got the position, and it's the first position they lay off. Your job, your new job that you tried to hook up, is the first one on the chopping block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you had just stayed where you were and let the Lord guide you, you still would have been at that place right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of us, it was God's divine will that we move on. But some of us, we was in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. And I will sip some water on that. Joseph was only successful because the Lord was with him. It's the only reason the Lord was with him. And as I told you, favor or success is subject to the one who created it. And if God is with me, then success follows me. That was my introduction. Let's get to the meat of the matter. Here we have Joseph now. Joseph has been sold into slavery, and now he's a slave at Potiphar's house. few weeks go by and Joseph gets a promotion because the Lord was with him. A couple of more weeks go by and Joseph is now over the whole household. And Joseph has gone from a person who walked in in chains to someone now who's walking around in jewelry. And he's only been at Potiphar's house a short time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you got to understand now, Miss Potiphar is in the background watching all of this. And she's wondering, who is this young 17-year-old tenderoni walking around my house? And daddy is always gone. You got to understand now, Potiphar now was the captain of, of, of Pharaoh's army. He was high in the political arena close to Pharaoh, so he was always away from the house. That was the reason why Joseph ended up having the run of the house. When Potiphar found out that Joseph had the skills to be able to run his household successfully, Potiphar was like, well, you know what? You got it, bro. I'm out of here. I can do what I got to do. You just hound a home. You can have everything but mama. But Miss Potiphar now is sitting back looking at 
chosen. Point one, I ain't got but two, and we going home. Point one is Miss Potiphar wanted Joseph's body. I, I know that was obvious to you, but 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 you got to look a little deeper than just that right there. What Miss Potiphar wanted, she wanted Joseph's youth. She wanted his vigor, his vitality, his potency. Stella needed her groove back. And so now she's sitting there looking at him going, good God almighty, boy. I'm trying to tell you, you get a hold of some of this, it's on. And popping. I'm sorry, guess I forgot to tell you, we should have had the sign out front. We real up in here. Now, if you wanted to hear something polished that you didn't understand once you left here, then you shouldn't have come. But I guarantee you, by the time you leave out of here, you would have understood everything that I'm saying. Because I'm going to break it so far down to the white meat that you have no choice to understand. So now she's looking at him going, good God almighty, boy. Mama got something for you. And so she's looking at his youth. She's looking now, now you, you got to understand now, you got to understand, part of her being a high in the political arena that he was, couldn't have just anybody on his own. Now, the Bible infers now, it doesn't say specifically, but it infers that Potiphar was a little older than Miss Potiphar. So, I don't know if Mr. Potiphar was sugar daddy or not. It doesn't say how much younger she was than him, but it does infer that she was a little younger than him. And so, so but he had some change. He had some money. And so mama was like, I don't care how old you are. I'm gonna get, I got to get that money. I want that prestige. So I'm going to stay with you. And then when she sees this 17-year-old blue pill, Walking, I told y'all, y'all to understand. Walking around, she's saying, good gracious, I need some of that. And that's what the enemy of your soul desires to do for you. He wants to seduce your productivity. He wants to seduce your zeal. He, he wants your drive to succeed. He, he wants that. He understands now that he can't take you out of God's hand. But what he does know is he can cause you to make the decision to walk away from God's heart. And if he can entice you or seduce you to walk away from God, then he has you. Oh, y'all don't want to. See, let me tell you something about Jesus. As much as he loves you, as much as he longs for you, he never runs after you. He never does. What the Lord does is he'll go to the place where you left him and wait on you to come back to him. He'll beckon for you. He'll wave and say, I'm over here. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. I'm over here. But he'll never chase you. And so he stands and waits, y'all. Y'all need some Bible. When that boy got his, got his part of his living and he went and spent it on hookers and holes making it rain. Y'all didn't read y'all Bible, huh? The Bible says that the prodigal son went and spent his inheritance on riotous living. Riotous living is strip club. He went to make it rain until the rain rained out. And he spent his money gambling and making it rain and drinking and hanging and, and partying until all of it was gone. And the Bible says that he was in a hog pen and, and he was getting ready to eat the slop from the hog. Then he came to himself. He remembered that, wait a minute, my success was determined by who I was with. As long as I was with my father, I had everything that I needed. Soon as I made the decision to leave my father, I lost everything that I had. Bible says that he comes to himself, he gets whatever he had left, runs home. 
Where did his father meet him? Father wasn't sitting in the house chilling. Father wasn't lifted up in pride saying, you left, Negro. Now you got to come to me and beg to come back. No, he didn't. The Bible says that when he heard his son coming from afar off, he ran to the edge of the property where his son left him and received his son with a coat, a ring, some sandals, and a barbecue. Said, y'all don't read your Bible. He said, kill the fatty calf. We're getting ready to have a feast. We're getting ready to throw down on some barbecue. My son is back home. That's what Jesus does for us. But he does not chase us. He waits. And back to my story, Miss Potiphar. Sitting there looking at that boy. Now, come on now. Let's be real. Joseph is a real boy. He's 17 years old, smelling himself. His brothers have sold him. So he's been abandoned by his family. His dad thinks that he's been killed. So now his dad has not even come looking for him. So in Joseph's mind, his daddy doesn't even care about him. He's in a faraway land where don't nobody know him. And this fine woman saying, I need you to come sleep with me. The man of the house is gone. All of the other male servants are working in the fields. She has the power to dismiss all of the maids in the house. She telling him, ain't nobody going to know but me and you. He did give you the run of the house, didn't he? I'm just one of your chores. Come on through here and let's get it on and pop it. And, and, and she's whispering to Joseph. She's saying, Joseph, now you know my husband gave you all these perks, but you know I can really hook you up. You do something for me. I got something I can do for you. I know you got to run of the house, but Joseph, have you ever thought about your future? What you going to retire on? If you going to get mama taken care of, I can make sure we got enough money put away for you. So whenever you are released from this debt of slavery, you can live as a rich man. All you got to do is handle this. Joseph says, as fine as you are, I ain't going to be able to do it. I I'm, I'm, you fine, good God Almighty, you is fine. See, we try to paint pictures of Bible characters like they're not real people. The Bible didn't say Joseph didn't think that woman was attractive. As a matter of fact, she was a Syrian. And Assyrian didn't have the same dress codes as the Hebrew women had. They could dress as seductive as they wanted to. So I can, she could wear her skirts as high as she wanted. The slits can be as high as she wanted. And she said, all you got to do is come on in, baby. I got something for you. I'll turn your little young tenderoni tail out. What young boy don't like training? was a temptation for Joseph. Y'all getting this picture? Yeah, it was a temptation for Joseph. Yet Joseph said, I can't sin against God. Can't, can't do it. Now, if you keep on reading, if you keep on reading, if you keep on reading, she didn't just ask him one time. She had her tricks. She got some things that she going to try to get this young boy. Because I, I got to have him. And see, you know, I don't know. Maybe all women are not. I will say all women are not like this. But there are a few women that if you tell them no, that's a ghost sign for them. 
because they were the used to be the ones to say no. And the man was the pursuer. Now, when you get a woman that pursues you and you tell her no and it's proven that you're not gay, that's a challenge to her. Oh, y'all playing. I know, y'all, y'all been saved all y'all life. It ain't never been nobody that you looked at and thought they were cute, thought they were fine, and you just say, you know what, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see back there. Yeah, I'm gonna see. Just look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Look confused, like, what is he saying? Yeah, look at me like that. I understand, but I, you know I'm talking about you. So, so, so now she, she says, I'm on, I'm, I, I got to do something about this. So she starts trying all her tricks. She sends everybody out in the field and she says, she calls Joseph to her and, and Joseph comes in the house and says, where are you, Miss Potiphar? She says, I'm back here. And, and, and he comes back in the room and she bucket naked on the bed. He turns and runs. Runs back out into the field. Let me say this for you. Let me put a pin right here. There are some some temptations that you are powerful enough to pray and that a hundred scriptures will come to your mind. But there are some when you can't think of one prayer and you can't find not one, Miss, Miss Edith, they think I'm lying. You can't find one scripture. When you get like that, baby, don't be super spiritual. Run. If the dark room and the Luther music get you, don't be spiritual talking about we ain't gonna do nothing but talk in Jesus' name. No, you better get in your car and stop. Cause Luther gonna get to singing and your pride gonna get to stuttering. And the next thing you know, it's the next morning. Oh yeah, yeah, y'all looking at me crazy and I'm gonna go on. But how many of you, don't raise your hand. This is, this is a public question for a private answer. How many of you have ever got that midnight call and you said that you wasn't going over there while you were putting your clothes on? You said, no, nah, I ain't going to go over there because I know what's going to happen. And you getting your keys in your hand. I, I, no, I ain't going, I ain't going. Uh, uh, I'll go over there, but we just going to talk. Uh, uh, I, 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 we'll go, I, I'm not going to stay long. And you get to the door. You pray on the way that God, you said in your word. That in the midst of temptation, you will give me a way of escape. God, let something happen so that nothing happened. And then you step over there and everything happens. Faith leaves and the freak comes. Y'all kill me trying to act new in church. Look at your neighbor and say, if you can't tell the truth here, where can you tell the truth? I got to go because I got to get y'all out of here. So now, so now she tries all of her tricks. She tries all of her schemes. And he says no. And he, he, he tries to reason with her. And then he runs. And so now Miss Potiphar starts to thinking. She says, it can't be me because I know I'm looking good. I got my best smell good on. I got Victoria's Secret Secret. And I know he can't resist this. But he running from me. And every time I offer this to him, he goes to talking about sinning against God. So now, Miss Potiphar's lust changes. She is not now lusting for his body. She's lusting after his beliefs. Because now she's looking at, I've been watching this boy come in here. He came in chains. Now he's in jewelry. And the whole time, whenever uh, uh, Mr. Potiphar says, you did an excellent job with the books, he says, I give God glory. He says, 
You did an excellent job with organizing the people in the field. The crop produce has gone up 15%. He says, I give God the glory. He says, you've done an excellent job with the upkeep of the house and the running of the other servants and the maids and everything is in order and everything. And I've been listening to him saying, I give God glory. What is this God glory stuff? So now I don't just need my groove back. I want to connect with whatever's giving him his success. So now I'm lusting after his successfulness. Oh, yeah. That girl that keep whispering in your ear, she don't really love you. I don't know who I'm talking to. She love because you got a job and you got some money and you got some benefits and you taking care of yourself. She fell in love with you because of your house. She fell in love with you because of the type of car you drive. I think you need to just step back just a minute and take a good long look at it. I know you caught up because she's doing her best. You can make that word best mean whatever you want it to be. She's making doing her best. But make sure that's who God wants. She may be lusting after your Success, and you got to understand, when you have sexual intercourse with a person, you become one with that person, and you take on the spirit of that person. Your spirits merge. That's why the Bible says at the end of a marriage ceremony, and the two shall become one flesh, which means now that the two of you will be connected together, and everything that he is, you will become, and everything that she is, you will become. You see what I'm saying? So she felt like if I have intercourse with this boy, then I will be connected to whatever makes him successful. So she's lusting after his success. I want it. Because if it's working for him, it definitely will work. I'm lonely. I'm a young woman attached to an old man. But I can't leave him because he takes good care of me. Here I got a young boy that I thought I could get in a moment's notice and he turning me down. I got to do something for myself. I got to have something because one day I'm going to leave that old rascal. And we didn't sign no prenup. I got to make sure I'm scraped. With a K. And make sure that everything that I need is right there. I, I, I got to go home because it's, it's, it's time to go home. And I got to tell you, if you don't hear nothing else that I got to say today, please don't hook up with Miss Potiphar. Hooking up with Miss Potiphar will cause you to backbite your neighbor. Please don't hook up with Miss Potiphar. Miss Potiphar will cause you to compromise your integrity. Please, 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 whatever you do, don't hook up. With Miss Potiphar. Miss Potiphar will cause you to separate, will separate you from your favor. And your favor is who? Jesus. Yeah, please, 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 please don't hook up with Miss. She'll give you something that you don't need. Maybe give you something that you can't get rid of. Please. Pretty please, sugar on top. Please, 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 please don't hook up with Miss. She'll damage your future. There it is on the screen, please. Don't hook up with Miss Potiphar. Do you not understand that Miss Potiphar is trying to kill you? She ultimately wants you dead. Delilah didn't love Samson. Delilah just wanted what Samson had. And once she figured that out, Samson ended up dying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please don't hook up 
with Miss Potiphar. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to be done. But let me tell you something. The last time she wanted Joseph, the Bible says that she went and collared Joseph up. She grabbed him by his collar and said, listen here, quarter dime. I've been asking you and asking you. I don't beg for nothing. And you've been having me around here begging like I could get any man I want. The gardener out there been looking at me all crazy. I could have been let Pedro in. And you've been playing. You are coming back here to this room with me right now. And we finna go on and make this thing happen. It's finna be on and popping in here. And I'm not taking no for an answer. And Joseph snatches away from her. And runs but rips his garment. And now she's infuriated because her advances have been all denied. So she's sexually wanting and not fulfilled. Her ego has been bruised. So she says, I'm tired of playing with him. If I can't have him, nobody can. So Joseph, you gonna die today. And she takes his garment and runs to her husband and says, that servant that you put in the house, acting like she didn't know who he was, that, that young boy that, that you hired, he, he tried to rape me. He tried to take it. And I fought him off and I ripped his coat to prove that he was on me. Assyrian law states that when a slave commits any violent act against his master or any of his master's possessions, I think I spelled that wrong, forgive me, um, that he must be immediately put to death. Death, there's no court, there's no trial, there's no judge, there's no indictment, there's no bail, no bond, none of that. If you are caught and there's proof that you have been violent with me or mine, you gone. It's over. You die. But Potiphar suspects a loophole in his wife's story. And Potiphar does not kill Joseph. He puts Joseph in prison. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. He didn't put Joseph in a prison for rapists. For a rapist would go to maximum security. Joseph is put in a minimal security prison where political prisoners were kept. So in prison standards, he was in the best conditions that a prisoner could have. When actually he was supposed to be dead. Oh yeah, let me tell you something. The reason that Joseph didn't die was because God was with him. And when Miss Potiphar was telling her story to her husband, her husband ain't no dumb man. He knew that Miss Potiphar had also uh, tried to get with a couple of other servants in times past. That was the reason that he brought Joseph, because he had to get Jeffro out the house. Because Miss <laughs> Potiphar was trying to get Jeffro. And, 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 and for Jeffro, that was Willie. And for Willie, it was Big Jim. And, and, and so he already knew that his wife was a little, you know, on the warm side. And, and he needed to get somebody around. He figured if he got a kid, then she wouldn't mess with a little boy. But she didn't know. He didn't know how warm his wife was. So he saw loopholes in a story. And that's what Jesus does. If you keep the Lord with you, he sees the loopholes in the enemy's story. Oh, you, you, you need proof. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
And the devil kept painting scenarios to Jesus. Well, if you bow down and worship me, then this will happen. If if you jump off this, you the angels will catch you before your feet hit the hit the floor or hit the stone. And Jesus kept saying, uh, uh, "A man shall not live by." bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Jesus had a loophole to the enemy's story. Oh, y'all don't know what the loophole is. The loophole is, I'm Jesus. Oh, I, I proved to you. He said, he said, go come up to this high mountain, Jesus. Everything around here, I own. Satan wasn't lying. Because man had dominion over the earth, and we turned it over to him in the garden. So he did own everything, and Jesus knew that he was telling the truth. But the loophole in the story was, but I'm Jesus. So all that you saying don't apply to me. He says, if you jump off this temple, you will angels will catch you before you hit your foot on the stone. So all you got to do is do that and, and prove that you're Jesus. No, I ain't got to prove nothing. I'm Jesus. I'm confident in who I am. I don't need an ego booster. I don't need any of that. I know who I am. And all I came to tell you is if the Lord is with you, you ain't got to question who you are. There is no need for favoritism because the Lord is with me. There is no need for trying to get the one up on somebody. There's no need to, to brown nose. There's no need to try to hook it up yourself because the Lord is with you. On last week, I asked you to uh, repeat something after me, and, and, and I wanted you to do it in this whole 30 days that we are in our no complaining fast. I want you to repeat that to yourself at least three times a day. And what I want you to say, and I guess you can join us and make that part of your thing for the next 30 days. You say, the Lord is with, and put your name in there. And I am a successful person. Now you try. You ready? Set, go. The Lord is with. Well, come on and say it again. Oh, come on and say it like you mean it. Come on. Oh, that ain't good enough. Come on and say it again. As long as the Lord is with you, you are a successful person. I'm getting ready to go on to my seat now. I thank all of y'all for coming. And uh, we're getting ready to let you go home, but I had to figure out a way to close this message. And since I couldn't come up with no witty story, I couldn't come up with no nice little antidote that would tie, that would cutely tie this whole sermon together. I was flipping through my Bible, Miss Edith, and when I was flipping, I stopped at this psalm. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this psalm. And then I'm going on to my seat. And the psalm that I'm going to read is Psalm 23. And I want to prove that as long as the Lord is with you, you don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Verse 23 says, the Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. And because that I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Two says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside the still waters. And because of that, I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Yeah, the Bible says that he restores my soul and he leads me through the path of righteousness. And because of that, I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. For those of you who don't understand what I'm doing right now, there's a part of this message where I put a tune to it. It's called hooping. And I'm going to hoop for a few minutes. And then I'm going to take my seat. Yeah, you got me in D flat. Take me on up to E flat. Yes, for his name's sake. Yeah, yeah. Though I walk through 
the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's why I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. The main reason for you are with me. If you got King James Version, it says the Lord is with me. And I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. You anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. And because of that, I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can come get that now. But because the Lord is with me, I, I don't have to hook up with Miss Potiphar. Yes, I'm on my way to my seat now. But I came to tell you, you don't have to sell out. You don't have to give in because the Lord is with you. Do I have anybody in this room? They can testify If it wasn't for the Lord On your side You wouldn't know Where you would be Yes I'm standing here today Cause the Lord Is with me Look at your neighbor Tell your neighbor I'm sitting next to you Right now Cause the Lord Is with me Yes I'm living today, and the only reason I'm living, cause the Lord is with me. Yes, I got the job that I got. It wasn't because of my hustle. It wasn't because of my degree. It wasn't because of what I knew. It was because the Lord is with me. Yes, I'm good now. Got everything that I need right now because the Lord is right with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could preach this like I feel it. The Lord is with me. Look at somebody that you ain't looked at. They may be behind you and tell them, neighbor, I'm like I am. I'm a success because the Lord is with me. Yeah, yeah. What I like, man, about the last part of that song, when God gets through being with me, then he's going to take me to be with him. So whatever I go through, even death, I won't do it without the Lord. Family, yes, why? You don't have to cry too much, cause he didn't go without the law. He was right there with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord, I got the Lord right with me. I promise you, I'm on my way to my seat. But before I go, I just gotta tell somebody it's good to have the Lord with you. Yeah! Cause when the Lord is with me, I got somebody I can lean on. When the Lord is with me, I got somebody I can talk to. When the Lord is with me, I got somebody that can fight my battles. When the Lord is with me, oh Lord, I got somebody that can go before me and be my banner. When the Lord is with me, I got a healer. When the Lord is with me, I got a lawyer. Yeah. 
when the Lord is with me, I got somebody that'll hold me in the palm of his hand. Just start thinking about where the Lord has brought me from because he was with me. He brought me through dangers seen and unseen because he was with me. He brought me from the rocking of my cradle down to this present time. The Lord has been with me. As a matter of fact, this is the last time I'm going to tell you to touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Grab them by the hand. Squeeze their hand. Put some strength in their hand. Put some power in your hand. Put some anointing in your hand. Pull on your neighbor. Rock your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Rock your neighbor. Shake your neighbor. Rock your neighbor. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm here today, and I'm giving him praise, because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is with me, yeah, give him praise, give him glory, don't play with it, praise him, like you like to pin it on him, praise him, because he's good, Praise him because he's kind. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the Lord is with me. Good God Almighty, Daddy, I done got happy. Ah, the Lord is with me. I tell somebody to give him praise for all the times that the Lord was by your side. Praise him for every time he brought you out. Praise him for every time he took care of you. Praise him for every time he stood by you. Praise him for the hospital visit. Praise him for the argument he healed. Praise him for healing your fucking heart. Praise him for leaving your family. Praise him for opening the door. Praise him for making a way. I'm done now. But you can come get the mic. Yeah! Like you lost your mind Praise him Like you're crazy Do I have any crazy people In the room That can give God A crazy praise Do it now 